just became a raven. Your art matters. That's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 135 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 5, You're Cheating Heart. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 7, Episode 5, Your Cheating Heart. Dom, we're here. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. We're back in the land of the One Tree Hill pod. But it's good. I'm happy. How are you? I'm good. Feels like we're home. We're settled in. But Dom, we are not alone. We are joined by fellow UK resident. <laughs> we're joined by the woman that has... The biggest problem with the post office, well, maybe not in current times. A lot of people are having problems with the post office (laughs) right now. But underneath all of that, you know, craziness, we have Claire. Claire, welcome back. We loved talking to you so much last time. Really excited for you to be back. Welcome back to the podcast. How is it going? Yeah, thanks for having me. This is weird because the last time I didn't see the intro, I came in like half an hour after. So this was weird to see how that all unfolds. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me back. And yeah, I did feel like I was the unluckiest person alive. And um, I was given Royal Mail a lot of stick. But yeah, I found it in the end. It turned out they had delivered it. We just couldn't find it. Oh. Okay, hang on. A couple, thing, couple things to unpack here. So wait, <laughs> firstly... Were you surprised that Dom holds up an auto cue to tell me to read the title of the episode? So that's been happening for the entire run of the show. (laughs) And so it's great that people think that I've somehow done this research. But no, I'm not prepared at all. He always brings it up, uh, which is is perfect. Uh, And then so, right. So famously, when we did our Cisco Ravens order, your order was in a depot somewhere and then you got it and so this time for the keith scott uh the money's in the towing hoodie it was it was delivered but just what in a cupboard somewhere or something pretty much yeah so um i think just because it was coming up for christmas so the safest place to get things delivered is the factory where i gave that address i thought i was being quite clever but i think just because the staff were leaving someone's obviously picked up and just dumped it and yet it took, um, took quite a few people to find it. But you have it now. And <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I was know- really upset because I knew like it was a one-off um, creation and I really wanted it. So I'm so glad to finally find it. And thanks, Dom, for you listening to all my messages. So. No, that's the, you're more than welcome and it's absolutely fine. Like, I just felt so bad that the one person in the UK <laughs> that bought one is the one person that didn't have their item. Like there's people in Texas, people in Australia that have their stuff 
and then Claire's messaging me and she's about, you know, 25 miles away and doesn't have the hoodie. And I'm like, I could have, I could have delivered it myself, you know, and it would have been much easier. Um, But yeah, I just felt so bad. And I was like, send you the money back. You know, don't want you to be out of pocket and do this. And you're like, no, 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 I don't care about the money. I want the bloody hoodie. (laughs) Like, like, where's the receipts? I was like, I don't have receipts. receipts." (laughs) Next time I'm keeping receipts just in case. Yeah, I'm so glad you got it though. And we would have always, like, we would have just made another one. Like, we wouldn't have, uh, yeah, no way. Like, we would have just got another one made. But as Dom and I, obviously, uh, we basically make this stuff for ourselves, really. Obviously have one of the hoodies as well. How nice is it? Like, that Nike quality with the beautiful, like, interior fluff. I mean, I've been living in it so far. So, um, yeah, I've had it on for three days in a row. And luckily, there's no stains on it yet, but I'm sure eventually it'll get... <laughs> there'll be soup stains and stuff on it. Oh, like, I've got a real problem with this at the moment. I don't know whether it's age or, or it's just <laughs> clumsiness or what, what... I don't know what's happened to me, but I put something clean on. I put a clean T-shirt, clean hoodie, clean something, and I spill on it that day, and it drives me mental. So I literally spend my life just like eat it like if it's day three i don't care because i'm quite happy to spill on it um but like when it's like first day i'm like really trying to avoid spilling i don't know what's happened i don't know like my mum was always a spiller i think she probably still is so i reckon i've sort of inherited some sort of spiller gene from her no i think it's when you get older you get messier i think yeah it's just life what i'm hearing though is for your birthday, you would like a raven's embroidered bib. Yeah. Go with a sweat towel. <laughs> I'm always looking for gift ideas, Claire, for Dom. So there we go. A nice little bib. Well, we've been discussing that our next merch drops, we said we're going to do them every couple of months. Uh, it was going to be some sort of play on a Team Dom, Team Simon thing. Um, but I really don't... I, I really don't want it to be like competition or this like popularity kind of thing. So I was thinking, what if we did something where it's like rather than having team whatever, team whatever, we did something where it had like, we, we're thinking Adidas. When I say we, I'm telling Dom it's going to be Adidas <laughs> for the next bit. His department shipping, my parts design and creation, <laughs> right? I'm thinking Adidas and then on the other, so you've got the Adidas logo on one side and then on the other side, I thought maybe we could have like our little character from like the podcast logo and then around it like quite sort of small but on the front could have like a our little thing so on dom's one it could have like a little megaphone that's shouting karen like out of it and something uh what are your other things dom you know all the little dom (laughs) things and then on my one it will have like keeping up appearances and little simon things and on the back can just have like the big ravens podcast like logo and i thought on like a black hoodie with the white and the white adidas that could be the one what do you yeah claire's into it (laughs) claire Claire will get it in six months yeah (laughs) just send it by recorded delivery (laughs) right okay deliver decided that's it straight away i'm gonna i'll bring it to you it's just easier But Dom, what do you think of that? Or you want it to say like the team thing on it? No, no, no. I'm quite happy. This this isn't you know evolution of ideas. We we throw an idea out and it grows and it develops and it changes and that's that's what's good about it, you know. So just keep okay. keep it rolling. But let's put Claire on the spot right now. Claire, which <laughs> one would you buy? If I had to pick between Team Simon and Team Dom, or just 
we're not doing the teams. Okay? All right, okay, good. But, but, I wouldn't be but able to which pick. which one would you want? Would you want a little Dom or a little Simon? I'm going <laughs> to pick the. I would have to have a little Dom because I'd feel uncomfortable. Surely that's still little... Team Dom, Team Simon, no? <laughs> yeah, but it's just covering it. It's just being nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have one of each. Yeah. Nah, the diplomatic, <laughs> diplomatic. I think answer. they should come as a pair. You should only, you should only be able to get one of each. <laughs> we should have one them somehow one talking Maybe, to yeah, each mix other. Up the colors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, okay. Well, we're we're here to talk One Tree Hill, and this episode, there's a lot. There's a lot to dissect. A lot to go in here. Claire, was there a particular reason that you chose this one? Yes, because I thought it was a completely different episode until <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> so I think the one episode I want further down the line. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, must, uh, I again, must also add that Claire messaged me and said, are we watching episode five? Because you've told me five. And I was like, yeah. And like, are you sure it's not four? I was like, well, we did four with Ed. And she's like, no, but are you sure you did four with Ed? Because I think I'm on for four and this isn't five. I was like, no, we've done four. And it kind of went back and forth a little bit. It wasn't like a like a huge conversation, but I was like, it's definitely five. And then I got a screenshot of the of the watch along that said the watch along was for episode four. And I was, But underneath it says it's episode five. I was like, it's definitely episode five. So there was, there was two in and fro in and back in and forth in, but we got there in the end, didn't we? A bit of an admin, an admin error by you, Simon. I think had caused oh. the confusion. <laughs> Fuck it, buy a team Dom hoodie. I get it. I mean, <laughs> it all makes sense now. I'm just the enforcer. That's it. <laughs> he can't even type. He has to read auto cues for the episode titles. See, that's where it comes from. It's because I, I don't do my own research. <laughs> but there's a lot going on in this one. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's a bad episode of One Tree Hill to talk about. Like even the worst episode of One Tree Hill is still great for podcasting. Like the the forties episode, um, was it forties or thirties? I can't remember what we decided. Forties. Yeah, because was it to do with the war? Yeah. Dom loves the war. He'll know. <laughs> yeah, because Nathan was good off to war, wasn't he? Yeah, the Americans didn't join the war till the forties, so. There we go. So yeah. So I mean, even that episode, like, it's great podcast fodder. Uh, but Claire, where where do you want to start? Which thread do you want to go down? Why do I think you want to talk about Chase and Mia so badly? I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I do have. Yeah, let's talk about Chase and Mia. Um, do you want a synopsis from Dom first? I, I mean, it would only feel right, and I know that he. I know instinctively that he loved this thread of the episode the best <laughs> well okay let's kick it off so uh ferret face chase uh appears uh at uh, on a plane runway or like in front of a plane he's not quite on the runway yet but he's you know near a hangar i guess and mia's there standing waiting for him and greets him as a nice little surprise to come and see him fly around as he's taking his flying lessons so we know from the past that he wants to become a pilot and that's his you know goal in life and uh mia comes to surprise him and he's you know like what are you doing here and she's you know says oh you you know you surprised me enough and done you know so many nice things for me i thought i'd come and surprise you um and he says well I'm about to go up now it's his turn 
um, to, to take the plane up. It looked like he'd just come out of it, so I guess he was a, a passenger, but, but it was his turn to fly uh, and do the checks on the plane. And he says, oh, do you want to come up as well? And I was thinking, this is it. This is the moment. This is how we get rid of them. And she says, you know, small small aircraft and, uh, you know, singers and musicians don't really mix. And I was thinking this could be a, the perfect John Denver moment that we all need, but it didn't happen, you know. Um, and yes, uh, later on, Chase is then at the bar and they, they have their little witty repartee, which is, you know, oh, I went to see my... Uh, pilot boyfriend earlier now I can see my you know barman boyfriend he's like bar manager boyfriend because that's an important detail um, as he's giving out fake ice and blue brain melting drinks to people Um, and then they're sort of sitting in front of a big projector maybe flight sort of simulator thing in the aircraft with a lot of you know potential Let's get jiggy in this tiny aircraft, you know, for 30 seconds. He says he's been practicing, right? This is what I had questions about. He's been practicing. She didn't question that at all. She didn't say, yeah. with who? With, On with what? His hand. His, what do we his, mean? These are hand exercises. <laughs> right. He's basically trying to say he's building up tolerance by just continuously and furiously masturbating. <laughs> like, that's basically what he's saying. Claire, I'm sorry, but I'm just calling it as it is, okay? <laughs> Is that how you read it, Claire? I mean, what? I, I... <laughs> yeah, Welcome to sure. the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up to a couple minutes now. Um, they, there was a lot of open mouth kissing in, in the aeroplane, and I was thinking, like, it's going to sound really odd, but you can sometimes see when it feels a bit stilted, like the kissing, like where it's like, oh, they're not really wanting to do this, but they seem to have some chemistry here where they seem to kiss like that they quite like it like it's a weird thing it's a weird thing to say i'm just saying like do you think that's the direction it, kiss her like you mean it and it's, it's you know it's working no, i don't know because it's a <laughs> horrible circumstances that this show was under isn't that's it true. it's not really it's not really funny but i just mean that like uh it seemed quite genuine seemed like I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a hard day at the office. Well, maybe it was just good acting. Probably, yeah. Probably not good acting. But yeah, yeah from we either of them, them ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're both good-looking people. I mean, maybe mm. they were just like, all right, well, this could be doing worse things, you know. Can we, so. can we have a vote on which one of them had the bad breath? Let's say one of them's got bad breath. Which one? I'm quite happy to vote first. Definitely Mia. Mia. Yes, Claire. Mia. <laughs> I was thinking Mia too. She looks like maybe, she, well, she's a vocalist. I was going to say maybe she smokes but, like cigarettes, like, but lucky like strikes. Ash, ashy breath. Have you got, uh, this is a very, a very British reference. So hopefully, you know, we'll all get it. But have you guys seen the clip from X Factor from like, I don't know, maybe. 13 12 13 years ago and it's when gary barlow was one of the judges like the head judge i think mm-hmm. simon cow had gone off or whatever and talisa from n dubs was one of the judges and she's she have you you know what i'm talking about dog yeah, yeah. like she, she's like going off uh to gar on to gary barlow like saying you chose a terrible song you know for whichever contestant terrible song like etc 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 and he just turns to her and just goes, all I can smell is your <laughs> fag ash breath. 
uh, and she's just like devastated um, and she's like well all I can smell from you is like the red wine um, which actually though like uh, I think then in later interviews she came out saying that uh, he knew that, that was something that she was self-conscious about that she like smoked and was self-conscious about whether you know she smelled cigarettes and whatever and so actually it was kind of a dick move because she was Ooh. at least talking about what was going on within the realms of the show it wasn't like personal to him she was talking about the song choice that you made not that hey you fucking smell and i want to let like 15 million people know live on tv um this went on a really weird tangent i'm sorry but <laughs> yeah Clip. but it sounds sounds very petty from gary barlow definitely very youtube it though it is a great no, like, but Dom, you knew you YouTube Shorts. Did it come up in your YouTube Shorts? That's where I got it from. I, d- I don't do YouTube Shorts. Uh, it's not my not my thing at all. But uh, I've seen that before. Yeah, I might have even watched it at the time. Believe it or not. Yeah, I used to watch it back then. Yeah, many moons ago. I'll get stuck in Instagram Reels or YouTube Shorts, and I don't know which is which. They're exactly the same. And sometimes <laughs> I'll see one. I'll see the same one on the same thing. And then I think, oh shit, I haven't done any work in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I know this interesting fact about Gary Barrow. Ooh. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I thought you were saying you also had an interesting yeah. fact no. about Gary Barlow, and I thought, no, I think there is only one Although thing I about Gary. A, a weird thing that um, when we used to watch X Factor, there used to be a group of us on a Sunday, and we used to play a drinking game, and every time Gary Barlow either came on the screen or said something, we'd take a shot. So they used to get messy Sunday nights. <laughs> what you nice. can do is play the Gary Barlow drinking game with the Gary Barlow wine. Have you seen his? He's got his own wine. No, no he likes the red wine. I hear it's exclusive to ASDA, of course. Ooh, Simon wouldn't have seen okay. it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll never see that. That's why I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, no, a friend of mine who. Uh, Shops in Asda. A friend that I go a to friend. a mu- music quiz with. He, you have he, a friend that shops in Asda. He he sent a, he sent me a picture of it. Yeah. And and Queen Queen have started doing their own beer as well. Queen, yeah, is in the band. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't I didn't know Queen existed anymore. Oh, it's, it's Adam Lambert and Queen, isn't it? Brian oh, yeah. May, right. Brian May, and Roger Taylor will never. Will never give in or, you know, drop that cash cow. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know Graham Norton has has a wine. Uh, yeah, I've he, tried he, his rosy. I think is he. I think he's got a rosy that I've tried. It's all right. He had prosecco as well. He had his own prosecco for a while. There I don't go. know if he still does, but I much prefer Graham Norton to Gary Barlow. Again, <laughs> for for our predominant American listeners, this means nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Gary. Google Gary Barlow and Talisa and Graham Gary Martin. Barlow was the lead singer of a boy band, Take That, that Robbie Williams was part of. And then Talisa was <laughs> the female vocalist of N-dubs that has frequently been mentioned on this podcast. <laughs> but they're kind of like, I, I think I coined them as the, the British Black Eyed Peas, <laughs> which I actually think isn't a terrible uh comparison uh except for success and who was the other person we mentioned graham norton graham norton is like a late night host he'd be the equivalent of i don't know 
like a, a Jimmy Fallon if Jimmy James Fallon interviewed like four Corden, or five maybe. people at the same time. Yeah, yeah, James Corden. Anyway, I'm sorry, we've gone off all over the place. Mia and Chase, what are you thinking, Claire? Are you a fan? No. Um... <laughs> Just say it how so, it is, okay. <laughs> that storyline could have been wiped, obviously. It wasn't interesting at all, really. Um, FFC did look quite attractive in these aviators. Um, and Mia did have one redeeming moment when she did an impression of Miranda. I thought her impression was very good. That That yep. is true. It was a good impression. But yeah, apart from that, I mean, he's, he's at the bar. I suppose he's supposed to um, like be the, the listener um, to all the problems. Um, Mia just kind of turned up. She wasn't really doing anything. Yeah, they're, they didn't progress the story, really, did they? Not no. Really. They, they, well, I guess... I, I just, they impacted on nothing. <laughs> I guess it did progress his storyline that we, this is the first time we've seen him uh, going after his dreams and going after being a pilot and sort of working towards that. Before this, there's we haven't seen any of that. And he was saying that by her following her dreams that's inspired him to do the same with his own so i think i actually as much as i'm the one that started this ferret face chase uh <laughs> freight train i was the one driving it through the gates of hell but i actually don't mind him in this episode like i quite liked the pilot stuff and i quite like that he's this like downtrodden not the barman and the bar manager it's like the only thing he's got because at least out of all of the characters in one tree hill he has a reasonable job for his age i mean even being the manager is a little bit like hey you're doing pretty well my friend for like 24 years old you know technically you've only been able to legally drink for three years and you're the manager of the bar i mean he did kind of just take over from owen didn't he yeah, there seems to be no process there because he can't make any drinks. I mean, how can you be a bar manager and you can't make a drink? So there's obviously yeah. a lack of um, experience in one in trick. And are we to think that Karen still owns trick? So is she still making these, you know, decisions on employment from a distance? Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought Lucas was kind of like semi in charge, wasn't he, when he was floating around? So. Maybe he's making some decisions from a not so far distance. Um, but what I really enjoy about Chase when he's behind the bar is that everybody just seems to hate him. Like David wouldn't even <laughs> speak to him. Nathan was just appalled by him. Um, it's just like, just give me what he's having. Oh, water, you can buy drinks. It's like, fuck off, Chase. We're having a serious moment talking about our wives or soon to be ex-wives. Uh, and you're just in our way. So just remove yourself from the situation. And it seems to be that like every time he's behind that bar, the only person that's actually really nice to him is, I was going to say Mia, but she's actually not even that nice to him either when he's behind the bar. So yeah, I think she's got his drink out today. Yeah. So I think everyone who is like around the bar when he's there just hates him. So it's quite entertaining for that. Claire, would you describe Dom as an angry person? <laughs> I do like a Dom rant. I'm hoping for a few rants in this episode. <laughs> the more pissed off he gets is, is actually the better. We should, I should just like <laughs> supply him with bad news before every episode <laughs> or just tell him West Ham are losing or at something or just 
poke the bear, so to speak. But okay, well, Dom, do you have a prediction for FFC and Mia? Well, I kind of hoped during the episode that there would be a, some sort of mid-air collision, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But I reckon he's, he'll get his pilot's license, he'll get a job at some um, low-rate uh, airline and he'll bugger off and take her with him. So, yeah. So you don't think they're going to be... Do you think season seven is the end of them? You don't it's, think they'll make it into season eight? It's got to be. I mean, he's only covering for Owen, to be fair. He said, he, I'm just covering for Owen until he's, you know, back on his feet or whatever. So bring back Owen. I mean, that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, Hashtag, I, I, we will I think see. they might see out the season, uh, or, or most of the season at least, and then dwindle away. That's kind of it from them. Okay. But... Look, Claire, you didn't really say though. Do you, do you like them as characters? Are you are you on the freight train or you you don't mind? So I like um, Chase because I I like him as an well the actor, but I used to watch Laguna <laughs> Beach and stuff, so I knew oh, right, him right, as right. Stephen Paletti. Um, and I like the show that he's done with James Laffery. Everyone's doing great. Although I've only seen season one, I don't know about season two if it's out yet. But that's actually quite good, pretty funny. I don't know if you watched it yet. Um, so I, I kind of like him, and I do like him in the show. Mia, I can, I'm not a huge fan of her songs, and yeah, she doesn't really add much for me. But um, yeah. Okay. Well, where are we going next? We've got a few different options here. Well, you, um, <laughs> you can pick if you want. That was a good start with um, Mia. And- oh, I feel like I picked them already. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> This is your time. Who, who All do right, you okay. want? Um, well, maybe... Maybe Jamie? Ah, as Don would say, the voice <laughs> of the show. The eyes and ears of the show. <laughs> and then, Dom? He... Uh, Earn oh, your I'll rent. Uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, J- Jamie's just... I don't know. He's kind of... He's becoming a bit of a normal kid now, isn't he? Slightly less intuitive, I think, in this episode. But he is worried about his parents. So he's kind of uh, just sort of in the wrong places at the the wrong time to hear things that he probably shouldn't be hearing. But, you know, as kids, you will sort of sit on the stairs or sit at the top of the stairs or hide around the corner to kind of listen to what your parents are saying or if they're having a, an argument or whatever because you you know you don't want these things to be happening or like bad things to happen um and that appears to be like his function of this episode he very much thinks that nathan and Haley are going to be like um david and quinn and you, you know Haley tries to reassure him and says no we love each other very much he's like well you know auntie quinn or whatever he calls her and david used to love each other very much as well so you know, you sure this couldn't happen to you two? And it's all a bit, you know, confusing. But like right at the beginning is really nice where the, um, uh, like he's told to brush his teeth. Like if you, if you haven't brushed your teeth, the, the, did she say the, the teeth police, the tooth police will come? Uh, and then there's a, a, you know, doorbell goes, opens the door to police officers standing there. I have something to say about the police officer as well. Um, I noted it and everything. Um, and, uh, he's like, okay, I'll brush, and then runs away and, and goes and does that. That's quite a, you know, it's a nice, funny moment. It was good to put that in. Uh, and then, yes, then they arrest Haley. So he has to kind of deal with that 
Uh, I mean, Nathan, uh, I like Nathan's decision to not drive to Clay's to be like, I need you. Right, and just continuously phoning him when his phone was turned off was was quite interesting, uh, and he just sort of waited. Like if he was that, if it was that urgent, surely he'd just drive to his to see if he's there. Um, and if he wasn't there, then you know, go back home after that. I guess so I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, so do you have something to say on the phone thing? Surely Clay and his line of work would have two phones. You'd have a personal phone and a work phone, or he should at least have that. And then if he'd shut off, yeah, exactly. So maybe it was different times back then. But like all good drug dealers, <laughs> Simon. You know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's gotta have the two phones because then you can happily ignore your work phone. <laughs> you know, it's like well, you're on the YouTube Shorts, yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the good phone. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, yeah. But can I can I mention the police officer? Please. First, so very stern man standing there, staring at Jamie. Jamie runs away. Okay, our brush runs away, and then we get. <laughs> I was expecting Holy James, you're gonna have to come with us, ma'am. You know, or something like that. And we get Holy James, you're gonna have to come with us. You're under arrest. And it was just like the most pathetic voice out of this like big burly man uh, that I've ever heard. And I thought it was shocking. I was like, they should have just let the other guy talk because this guy is useless. Oh, this is so <laughs> sad. Don't judge someone on their voice. Do you know? Do you know when when I was? Uh, no, this is a real thing. When I was a kid, Aww. like, oh no, here we go. We haven't been here for a while, have we? Oh, gosh. Where- <laughs> oh we've we've unearthed some trauma. <laughs> Let's here comes here dangling. comes some food shaped body parts. <laughs> we've had the burger nips. Let's see where we go. I. I played football for a football uh, for Coney football team, which was like the local village football team. And it would be you went from the school team, like primary school, when you went to this team. And so I was playing for like the under 11s, under 12, something like that. So I was like 11 or 12 years old. But there were kids that were a year or two older that were also in the team. And they were kind of like the veterans and we were kind of like the, the newcomers. And I remember before training, we were like running around the field to do like the warm up. And so when you're at this point, you're just all the kids running around and you don't have the adult there with you. So this is the time where kids can be mean because there's no one around. Right. And I must have been like talking with my little friends and one of the older kids just literally turned to me and said something as just straightforward as you have a girl's voice you sound like a little girl and then all of his like older friends were like ha 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 he sounds like a girl he's got a girl's voice so i just didn't talk at football for like the longest amount of time i was like scared to talk because i was like no no i've got like a little girl's voice and it wasn't even until more recently or from doing the podcast from doing the podcast where I had to hear my own voice. So I thought actually, I mean, obviously a lot of time passed since then and my body changed, but actually my, my, yeah, right. but my <laughs> voice isn't high pitched at all. Like I'm not to say it's like deep, but it's definitely flat, but I don't think anyone would ever confuse me for like a woman if I was on the phone. Not that that's a problem, Claire. I'm all about it, you know? I am who I am, but I don't know. What, what do you think? If you heard, I'm on the phone. Hi, Claire. This is Simon speaking. How 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 are we doing? I mean, the Simon gives it away. 
Okay, sorry. Hello. How are you today? The weather is fine outside. In what what are you thinking? What, who do you yeah, think is on the crazy end of the phone? Person on the phone? Yeah, I would be um <laughs> But are you thinking <laughs> Are you job? thinking there's a dude there? That's a guy. Yeah, you've got a good you've got a good podcast voice for sure. So I think your trauma from when you were twelve is um you can park that. You sound yeah, you've got a good good voice. You both do. I mean there's some Thanks. podcasts I listen to that are like, oh I've got to stop that because I don't like their yeah, the voice. <laughs> do you remember the squeaky voice person that, that did a One Tree Hill podcast? What were they called? Oh, it did. was shit, they whatever still... it was, it was shit. Are they still going? Yes. Who cares? Because they're nothing to us compared to us, so who cares? But yeah, that was that was squeaky as hell, wasn't it? It's but your voice going. isn't squeaky. You have you have a lovely voice. And what my point is, this police officer is a fully grown man <laughs> that sounded like he was younger than Jamie. You were a child and sounded like a child, so that's fine. It's true. Well, thank you. And Claire, that's very nice. That's a very nice compliment. I wasn't fishing for compliments, I promise. So it's just oh, got messing the around. But got his yeah, got the old. <laughs> Let me get my week's fill. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got his maggots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kids are so mean, though, aren't they? Like, I'm sure I was mean as well. Like, like we all, like, ebbs and flows, isn't it? And we always remember ourselves as... Never, you know, we don't remember ourselves as the uh, the villain. We're usually the hero of our own story. But uh, it's funny how those things stay with you. But yeah, fuck you, Jay Musket. He <laughs> 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 named it Jim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that wasn't his real name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. I just made that up. Um. Okay, sorry. Yes, I, I was on the police officers. I was shocked that they uh, put her in handcuffs. It seemed very unnecessary. I'm sure she would have come willingly, you so know. I mean, and I don't think procedure. she's a. F- she's going into the back of the vehicle. She needs to be cuffed for her safety and safety of the officers. Thank you. <laughs> Is, would that? Are you serious though? Is that for real? Like, would it be? I could. I thought sometimes they would just be like. We need you to come down to the station. I wouldn't even be a phone call. Hey, we need you to come down to the station. No. If she's being arrested for assaulting someone, then there's potential for her to be aggressive with the police officers. So for their safety and the interest of the public and for her safety, (laughs) it's better that she's in cuffs, isn't it? While she's wearing a laundry bag. (laughs) Dom's... So if anyone who hasn't watched the watch along, Dom was going off on what she was wearing, saying she was wearing a strapless laundry bag with a deep pocket. Well, I, I was going to subtitle this episode, um, Today is Laundry Day. So, Your Cheating Heart, subtitle, Today is Laundry Day. Because she was wearing a laundry bag, Quinn was wearing the same thing that she wore the night before, Nathan just looks like he's given up, um, <laughs> and, and I, I was going to have a list. And then, uh, oh, and um, Alex isn't wearing anything, so it, it, there was kind of a theme of laundry. And then I realized it's not laundry. It's just pure sex. It's just sex, sex, sex. And that was pretty much it. So, yeah, I scrapped the laundry thing. But Haley is definitely wearing a laundry bag. 100%. Like one of those beach dresses that you wear. I don't know why she was wearing it. I felt sorry for the fact that she was in it for so long. 
<laughs> yeah, in prison, <laughs> like in, in a cell as well. Like can so I much... change, please, before we go down here? Well, I really yeah. like, like when you get into, when she gets into the cell as well in her laundry bag, is it that she's thrown in by a police officers? They're always angry as well. Police officers in this, in this show are always fuming. Like there's not, there's never like a nice police officer, but when you get in there, there's always that one woman who's like slightly edgy. She's got dark hair, but she's got like a bit of red. There's a bit of red and there's a bit of color in it. She's got that, you know, really dark hair, bit of red. And she's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've been here for some time. Oh, how long you been here? About an hour. Uh, you know, <laughs> my, my life's fucked up. Why is your life fucked up? Cause I've hit my husband with a keyboard. Uh, you know, I've, I've done, I've done a hard time, man. You know, and there's that, and she, there's just that, that character, isn't there? All every time, brilliant. It, except her, except she's like a really beautiful woman. Now that's not yeah. a stereotype, and be like any woman in prison's ugly. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying any that, ugly like, get arrested. No, I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> also, also ugly women out it. there. Be careful, you might be in handcuffs by the end of the day. <laughs> But all you beautiful women out there, you're safe. <laughs> Simon's oh. laws. <laughs> Don't wait. That's not what I'm saying. How am I going to dig out of this hole? I'm just uh, saying that, like, it doesn't look like. Hmm, no, 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 there's no, no way out of bad, this. That's bad, wasn't it? <laughs> no Don't way even out. Remember of the it. female characters' names. <laughs> stop it, Claire. Tell him to stop it, please. She doesn't want to. No. Oh my god! It's she's buying a Dom only hoodie. I can see it. The Simon hoodie sales are just plummeted. No, I'm just saying that she she looked like she hadn't had any like she didn't look like she'd had the hardships, right? And now look, I don't want it. That's it's not skin deep, okay? Sometimes they're they're on the inside. Well, she does mention the fact that her husband. She calls him a fat lazy bum. Right, um, and I did think so. How did they end up together? But I mean, maybe it wasn't a fat, lazy bum when they first got together, and yeah, who knows? But yeah, she was attractive. Well, this is this is why you, she's, she's like, this is why maybe she's a better wife than Quinn because she's willing to <laughs> she's willing to roll with the punches and let her husband change and become that fat, lazy bum. And yeah, she might hit him with a keyboard, but she still loves him. Whereas Quinn, David is like changed and isn't the man she met because we all change. We all go through these changes. But she's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be with you because you're not, you're cha- you've changed too much. And it's too difficult. So yeah, maybe Quinn should have been in there to get some like life lessons. Uh, or maybe yeah, someone I... should have hit her with a keyboard. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about Quinn. She pisses me off so much. <laughs> So much good. For well, let's nothing, let's okay. just start then, because well, Jamie, Jamie obviously spends some time with Quinn anyway, so we can kind of merge them t- together. So my thoughts on Jamie was just, um, yeah, I mean, he had to deal with a lot. They're, they don't shield him from anything. Yeah, fair enough. He was listening <laughs> on the stairs when he probably shouldn't have been, but the fact that like the, he has got adult conversations, fair enough. That it's nice that they treat him like, but he is a kid. It's a bit, um, bit too much for him. I think he's struggling. Yeah, it does seem that way. It does seem that way. Absolutely. Like, this kid has been through a lot. He's been kidnapped, <laughs> like, twice, right? Nanny Kerry got him twice. Um, mm. he's, he's seen some brutalities. He's seen all kinds of things. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think we've... 
Uh, well, he hates the popo. Uh, that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Uh, but Quinn, like the, I, I might catch hate for this, but to me is just a bit of like a leech on Haley's back. Hey, I'm just gonna come into your house. Don't worry, I'm just gonna hang about because my husband changed. Oh, sorry, I don't want to work it out with him. Fuck him. I'm on to I'm on to my next man over here who's Nathan's agent. I was fully with Nathan when he was saying to Clay, like, hey, what the fuck? Like I, though yes, he was wrong with what he was insinuating because uh Clay and Quinn didn't sleep together and he was being, you know, good support and whatever. But then he proved Nathan right at the end of the episode by covering for Quinn when she was actually sat right next to him. I think and the thing that annoyed, most... yeah, the thing that annoyed me about Quinn is it's when she's sitting at the end with Clay, she's like, "Oh, thanks for letting me stay here. There's too much going on there." And it's like, "Well, that's your sister. She's been put in jail. Surely this is a time that you need to support her. You can't just bug yes. her off because it's too much." Also, yes. half half yes, of the drama Claire. is is your husband turning up pissed and smashing down the door and having a row with you so half of that drama is yours i don't know but yeah get over yourself quinn and she's lying she was lying to date well she didn't lie to david but she implied that she'd slept with with clay now we know when she hadn't we know that this is because she's wanting to get away from him like but what did he do man like tell us give us a reason to be like yeah okay like he he's he changed he's drinking too much he changed he's gambling he changed he, he he's not respecting me anymore he changed his whatever no it seems like he's fine and he really loves you and just wants to have a conversation but instead you won't even grant him that all you can say is that he changed and i've seen a lot of people say in the in the comments on the chat when we're uh, when we're on the watch along and i really wish that there was a way to release the chat with the watch along videos so people that are watching it retrospectively like claire i know you you watch it retrospectively can like can see what people are saying there is a way for me i'd get it as like a text file but i mean <laughs> i think i don't i don't Just know what level. <laughs> yeah you can kind of and you have to scroll that like your own teleprompt like auto key sort of thing time it somehow um but people were saying in the chat that quinn the character was given a rough start like they wrote it kind of rough she came in like being a bit of a dick like they could have brought her in in a softer way that's not a spoiler because you've seen how she's entered we're you know on like the Mm. Uh, fifth episode aren't we so or fourth <laughs> who knows i don't know do i <laughs> <laughs> what do you think dom how are you feeling about quinn uh yeah i don't like quinn i think she's there she's got attitude she's got some problems she she has that but that is exactly what you were saying she's like he's changed so much then she looks to her right there's a deep stare and she looks back the camera zooms in on her eyes and there's still that deep stare, like she's just come back from Nam, you know. And th- there's been some problems. It's like, is David hitting you? If he's hitting you, we'll, we'll kick the shit out of him. Simple. We'll, we'll, we'll fucking, we'll sort that out. We'll have him in cuffs. You know, it's not a problem. But there's just absolutely no explanation. It's just like he's not the man I fell in love with, and that's fine. You know, people fall out of love all the time. But 
give the guy you know a bone like explain it to him and just say i don't love you anymore i don't want to be with you anymore and also like she didn't have to do the old i didn't sleep with him whatever just just go there and be like yeah i stayed at his house i didn't sleep with him i'm not that kind of girl you know i'm not um but i, I literally just you know if you're the last person on earth i want to see right now so just just say it just put it out there but david and tell us why tell us why why don't you want to see him right now like just mm. give us some sort of reason and, and i don't think it helps that nathan really likes david as well um so we're like well yes david must be cool like what's wrong and like from what we've seen of david just seems like a normal dude okay he got aggie at the bar in the previous episode and and got hit like okay like if me and Ethany were having a really bad argument right but someone some guy hit me like i mean i assume but she'd be devastated like as in <laughs> it's not like you suddenly even if you're arguing it's not like you suddenly hate that person stop caring for them yeah yeah unless something has happened unless there's some major transgression where it's like something really has changed and so i think it ultimately puts us as an audience into a position of thinking of not liking her because it's sort of a bit like she feels mm. a bit like a princess of uh yeah there's there's potential for redemption though there's definitely potential for redemption. And all it is, is being open and honest and saying to David, look, this is it. Like, I don't want to be with you anymore. I've decided that like our, our life isn't great and we're not happy together. And it's like living with a roommate. That's all our life is. It, it's just living with a friend. And I, I don't want that. I want a relationship. And I don't think you can give me that anymore. And, you know, so on and so on and so on. And I'm going to move in with Haley for a bit longer because, you know, she makes my bed for me, as Jamie pointed out. Um, so pissed off with that as well. What the <laughs> fuck, Quinn? You can't even make your own bed. And I was thinking, but also, like, well, Haley and Nathan, he's in the NBA. She's a musician. They definitely have, like, uh, a nanny Maid. clean made. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, like Deb. That. Deb does it for him. We have, have, we seen, we haven't, have we seen Deb <laughs> in season seven? No, since uh, skills left her. Or she is there any skills. explanation of where she is? They don't mention her, do they? No, no. And that's that's a. I think we all miss Babs. Like she is, <laughs> I think they bring some gravity to the situation. That's her name. Bring bring back Babs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it still, Quinn, it there's, still there's, freaks me out. I've got her phone number. <laughs> it's like the best thing of this podcast. Like, should we give it a call? I wouldn't. I would. She answers the messages, so I wouldn't. Oh, like, her. can't. We have to have her back before before we get to the end of this. Definitely. If she comes back into the show, mm. who knows? We'll see. But yes, Quinn. Quinn has the opportunity to to redeem herself in my eyes. You know, okay, because yeah, I was about to ask you, Dom, Rachel. Who do you just like more at the moment, Rachel or Quinn? Oh, forever, Rachel. Okay, because she's is... no redeeming qualities. You think? Absolutely not. She is spawn of Satan. She's pure evil in the, the, the her heart is not even. It's just a black lump. Yeah, uh... she's not nice in this episode <laughs> as well. Like that whole thing with putting the hand down Dan's trousers. I just yeah, she was giving me the ick. Yeah, yeah. She's just she's a wrong one in my opinion, and that's that's as far as she goes. Yeah, there's absolutely no redeeming qualities there for Rachel, but 
for Quinn, there's there's potential. So, do you have a prediction for Quinn and David? <laughs> and, Cla- uh, and Clay. We'll talk more on Clay, but on Clay in relation to Quinn. Okay. Because um, I've, I've said some stuff about Clay, but I think I'll add more. I don't think I have any more context, but I'll say it again on this episode. But for her relationship with David, I think it's I think it's over. Uh, and I'm, I'm almost certain that we won't get any more explanation or we probably won't get much more explanation. But it'll be like, maybe David will try one more time or try again and she'll be like, enough's enough. It's kind of end of the road for us. I want a divorce. Uh, let's make that happen. And she'll want to get close to Clay. But Clay's... Uh, I guess may might have a change of heart from this kind of playboy outlook that he has. Nobody would believe me if I said that, you know, I had this girl around and we didn't do anything or whatever. Um, so I think he maybe wants to change that view of himself and become friends with Quinn first before they develop into a further relationship. Um, and I think because of potentially some sort of traumatic past because he, he again he also has that kind of stare like whenever anyone mentions anything about like when she's talking about the names in his phone like oh like um fucking bridget and margaret and agatha they've all fucking been messaging you he's and... very old <laughs> yeah he loves his grannies yeah. it does clay clay he loves his grannies um and the older the better yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it 70 plus thank you um <laughs> And breakfast burrito in the morning on the way out <laughs> off you go yeah better when they got no teeth um <laughs> oh god i meant for the burrito what's your problem um uh, and uh yeah he's he's got a bit of a stare as well anyway moving on <laughs> he does he does okay well uh claire where are we going we got oh we've got to talk about renee she came to the prison Oh yeah. We don't have to talk about Look, Claire, her yet. where are we Short going? Renee. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think your decisions we made. <laughs> no, where would you like to go, Claire? <laughs> back to prison. Let's go back to prison. Mm. Excellent. Renee shows up. Who know you got visitation? Did you? I didn't know you get visitation rights in like jail because it's like it's not prison. It's jail. Doesn't matter. She does. Yeah, because there was none of that phone calls, but I don't know how they normally have the glass with the phone. So that's what I was... We just seemed to talk through it. That's true. That's true. That just reminded me of, like, when Jake Jagelski, in case we're forgetting, uh, was in prison, you know, and he was like, Nicky! Nicky! <laughs> Do you remember? It was so good. <laughs> oh, I miss the early seasons. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the... Renee's there, just balls, brass, brought What's the saying? What? Bald as brass. There we go. It's nothing to do with balls. <laughs> She's there, but- balls deep. <laughs> what the fuck? Where were you going with that? <laughs> Breakfast burritos right there. <laughs> Claire, I couldn't get this bottle of wine open in the first episode, but then it did manage to open. <laughs> I just wonder look. what you've been drinking in that glass because it looks like a glass of like ginger ale or something, but it's red wine. <laughs> so many smashed glasses, like by accident. <laughs> I only got like two glasses left. I have this tumbler. Stop judging me, Dom. Stop have you finished judging your bottle? 
How much is left no. in that bottle? Mm, about half. There's um, about, I would say, a third, a quarter. Put put your finger where the line is. Uh, there. Mate, that's a lot of wine you've had on your own. It's podcast <laughs> night. <laughs> I think um, it might be worth staying, like, sticking around for the watch log tonight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you drank the whole bottle of wine. Simon's just, just going, busy. hi, everyone, you're all a bunch of pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love everyone. That's what happens. But uh, what are we talking about? Renee, right? Renee's there, and she oh, she's bold as brass, or balls made of brass, whatever you want to say. And she's uh, and she's right, writes her phone number on on the glass. And I liked Hades' line where she was like, "What is this? The number of men that could be your baby's father?" It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, Renee, just like. What are you doing here? I mean, Dom, as a first-time viewer, of course, Claire and I are informed on the situation, but what do you think's going on? Like, as in, if she's just in this for the money, surely this is taking us to a different degree. Is there any possibility that what she's saying is is the truth? And obviously, we find out that the number's there on the phone bills. Yeah, I think the the end of the episode kind of confirmed it for me that it's all bollocks still. Um, there's there's definite hints at the end of the episode that this is a setup, um, in my opinion, because to walk on it, my friend. So at the end of the episode, we see her with a with a phone, right? And I'm pretty sure that's the phone Dan had when he called Nathan. So he phones Nathan and says, "Hey, son, let me." help you or whatever and he's like Nathan's just like get fucked at the time because he's like I'm stressed and I get my wife out of jail and stuff and that's the number she writes on the glass it's the number for that phone because that's why there was only one phone call to it so what are you like, saying you think Dan, Dan is so orchestrating I, this or involved uh, in this well I, Rachel's the one that brought it to Dan so I can only ever think that Rachel is at fault for something here so she's a scumbag. How do you explain the fact that it goes to Renee's, like it went to her voicemail? But I, I think that's a setup. So I, I think, so I think Dan has phoned. I don't know if the, oh, I don't know if that's going to work. So I think Dan has phoned Nathan to say, "Let me help you, son." Obviously, because they know about they know about the issue. They've seen the national. Inquirer, yeah. whatever they call it, yeah, whatever they made up for it for the episode. But it's oh my God, Inquirer. we could blatantly get the artwork for that magazine from Matt Sullivan. Do Why we want you? it? We might as well. Does anyone want you a can... National Inquirer? <laughs> <laughs> you see on the back, it was all Do about it. like how to lose a stone in 10 days or whatever. It was like classic, <laughs> classic 90s um, rag. Yeah, that's it. We should, exactly we should, that. we should have one. Would you want one, Claire? I could send it to you. You'll get it in like six months' time through Royal Mail. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, send, yeah. Send it by pigeon. It might be quicker. So, yeah. Um, so right, okay. So Dan phones Nathan. Rachel tell right, right. Rachel tells Dan about the stuff that's going on with Nathan and Haley and Renee. Dan phones Nathan to say, I can help you, son. And he tells him to F off. Then I think we have a 
little time warp in the episode because <laughs> time time isn't a thing in Tree Hill. Time is not a thing. So I think in in that time, so what we see at the end of the episode with her and the answer phone message is a setup. So Rachel has taken Dan's phone, made that Renee's phone, and said, record an answer phone message because you're going to go to the, the jail that she's in. You're going to drop all the charges, but you're going to plant the seed of this number. So you can say, this, here's the telephone number, and you're going to make her think about it. Like, why would you give her this number for, like, no reason other than knowing that Haley's a bit of a neurotic state and she'll go and check? So there's that. So on the phone number, um, now I don't have the best memory, but would you have been able to memorise that number? Or would you just... remember the last sort of four or five digits, wouldn't you? That's what and then did it. you notice the time of the phone call? No. no. What time was it? Ah, so it was, um, it was three minutes past two in the afternoon. So <laughs> it wasn't like a booty call time. It was like an afternoon, mm. an afternoon call. It was an afternoon delight. Time. <laughs> 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 which ah, which would have been... That could go with been... your theory then, Dom. There's yeah. less of a... Yeah. Which would have been, she's in prison. I've got time to ring her. Or she's but, got time to call me and me answer it. But these are old. The bill. These are old phone bills, though. Like it's, I must be like last month or the month before, because she's like going through. Also, who's keeping old phone bills in a folder? Like even in like the two thousands in these times, like who is that organized? Let me print off my phone bill or get it. I've got it in the mail. Let me put it in this folder. GDPR nightmare, wasn't it? Just phone numbers left out everywhere. You know, <laughs> personal data all over the place. Um, yeah. Well, a- anyway, I think, I think Rachel has somehow given Dan's phone to Renee as a whatever, or got Dan to use Renee's phone somehow to phone Nathan. And it looks like that there's then a, a call logged to Nathan from this number that suddenly belongs to Renee, and it's all orchestrated. There's 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 too much there's it's too coincidental that he phoned Nathan for the first time in years. It's the first time they're talking, and he doesn't want anything to do with them. To then her suddenly having this telephone number, her remembering the number, and it being linked to this woman. It's 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 continuing the seeds of of doubt, isn't it? And pushing that on her, and it's Rachel wanting to do it for maximum financial gain i guess because that's all she's in it for is money at the end of the day well as we always say we will see see. (laughs) see. (laughs) if that's totally outlandish then i think i've written a better fucking plot than what is actually going to happen because if that doesn't happen it should let's find out we'll find out soon surely (laughs) about half an hour's time um Claire, what um, where do you want to go now? Do you want to talk? Maybe we should talk about Nathan. I don't want to make all these decisions for you. Why don't you just tell me what you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I did selfishly start this podcast for myself. I think I'm quite good at sharing my. I'm more than every happy week. for you to tell us where to go. <laughs> no, no. Where would you like to go? Nathan. Oh, excellent. That's. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about why don't you tell us about Nathan Claire? Like give give Dom a break for a sec. What how does he get on in this episode? Yeah, so 
obviously it starts with we see the video clip um, of Haley hitting Renee, which was quite funny. And I think the, the the newscast guy had quite a funny line about she's never had a, a hit record, which is willing to hit, she's able to hit this woman. Um, so him and Haley kind of have a bit of a joke about that scenario. Um, obviously, then he's got the thing of when Haley gets taken away, he's trying to get hold of Clay, he's angry at Clay, which is rightly so. Obviously, Clay's just kind of fallen off the map. Um, and he's not only a friend, but he's his manager as well. Um, then they finally get down to the station to get Haley out, and then they've got to deal with the paparazzi outside. And I thought it was quite sweet. He was making sure Haley was okay. She was still in our laundry bag. She was just guiding her, guiding her through the paparazzi. Um, and then... What else happened? Obviously, he then decides. Well, she Haley then tells him that Renee came to the um, police station and she's a bit. She's kind of questioning a little bit his story and like, was he drinking? Um, and he stormed off and was like, oh, I "Better hope I better not get anyone else pregnant," which maybe wasn't the best joke to say. <laughs> and that was very like old school Nathan. That was very yeah. like season one, season two Nathan of. I kind of storm out because I don't really... He has to take time to compose himself and process, but then always comes through good at, by the end of the episode, that kind of thing, which did happen yeah. in this one. So then he decides... Well, him and Clay decide that's a good idea to do a press conference, and he doesn't think Haley's going to show up and support him, but she does. Um, and again, that kind of the press conference, it's kind of like the season four one where he had to apologise for the... Was it season four? Season three? The point shaven. Oh, season four, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he had to uh, apologise for the point shaven. It was very much reminiscent of that with her mm. standing beside him, and um, yeah, that's kind of how it how it ended in his speech and how um, that he's a good guy um, and that he didn't do it. Yeah. Very good. Very good synopsis. Rivaling Dom with that kind of quality there. <laughs> Dom, what are you saying about our boy Nate? Certainly an interesting journey for him in this episode because um, there's, I had a couple of like niggles against him in this episode because like you touched on a second ago, Simon, but like as Claire was explaining is that he does, he has that, re like you don't trust me anymore and like I knew this would happen and you'd fall into that kind of, that feeling and that sense that I've done something wrong and I know I haven't done anything wrong. And she's like, I do trust you, I do trust you. And he's like, well, I'm, and she, I think she says, where are you going? He's like, out, and I'll try not to knock anyone up or whatever. And he like leaves. Then when he gets to the bar and he sees David and he's like fuming at that point and like, he's, I guess he's calmed down on the way there. He's like, I'll have what he's having and gets like, oh, double water. And it's like, fuck off, Chase, because everybody hates you when you're behind the bar. Um, <laughs> he's suddenly like, like he says something about us surviving the James girls or something like that, or the husbands of the James. Girls. He says something about the James girls and Quinn had said something about, Oh, you know, we're okay because we're James girls. And then it's like, Oh, they're, you know, kind of coping with the James girls. Um, and he's kind of like, yeah, she doesn't trust me now. And not, like tells David, no, I didn't do it. And it's quite sincere and honest. And then he's like, Oh, I don't blame her though, to be honest. It's just like, it's like, it's it's almost like an immediate change. I think if you're going to be angry, be angry for a bit and un like kind of understand why you're angry and why you're pissed off. You're pissed off because you don't think you've done anything wrong or you're claiming you've done, you haven't done anything wrong. You obviously, we still don't know, um, but I'm pretty sure. But, you know, he's 
saying he hasn't done anything wrong. Now his wife isn't trusting him because, you know, like slight bit of red hair has convinced her that, you know, every man lies and every <laughs> man cheats. And too pretty to be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, he's like absolutely fuming about it and gets in a little rage and a half. And then he's like, oh, but I get it, though. I understand. And it's like an immediate shift change, like like straight away. But I, th- I think Nathan, exactly like you said, Simon, does have those kind of moments where he kind of realizes what he's done wrong and he kind of fixes it. But it happened too quickly. I think he needed to be pissed off. And maybe David needed to say a few things. Or did you do it? No. Well, then, okay, her feeling that way, you know, it's kind of justified. But um, also, if you didn't do anything and you, you 100% believe that and, you know, you, you want your wife to be by your side and kind of understand it. Because you'd, you'd feel like David would be disgruntled about, like, what's going on in his situation. So he's going to kind of blame as well. And then have a little bit of a, uh, yeah. And then, hit, like, Nathan kind of go, oh, actually, I'm not in a in such a bad situation as David because he actually has no information at all. At least with my wife, she's like unsure about this specific situation that I know I can't control yet. So, okay, I kind of get it. And then he could come around to that the the reasoning of it and and that understanding. And then we get the same sort of situation at the end of the episode where he seems like he's really angry at Clay, really angry at him, and he he says, uh, which I noted down, uh, I need I need your head in the game and not up Quinn's skirt, which I thought was like, oh, okay. Um, like chucking that one out there I thought it was quite interesting and he and Clay's like yeah okay sure I head in the game but he's like Haley's not coming and he seems quite stern about it Haley's not coming I'm going to do this on my own and and it seemed like that was his decision or like you, you know they would kind of had that row so I, I've told her right, I don't want you there all right don't come and then when she comes he's like oh you know thanks for coming I couldn't do this without you like, well, make up your mind. Like, I, I, found, I found him a bit of a struggle this episode. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, his personality switch is um, extreme from one to the other. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. I probably could have just said that rather than the whole <laughs> spiel. I do. The spiel is what this is about. Long-form <laughs> podcast, my friend. Um, I, I fully agree. I think that also the show is too nervous to make him a bad guy ever like as mm. in he was such a bad guy at the beginning right he was the he was the antagonist and then he went on this whole character journey and arc and then it slipped off again in season five at the beginning with his injury and drinking and whatever and then he's come back again and i feel like they don't ever allow him to be wrong enough like a lot like he's not the finished article he's still 23 years old or whatever like he's still got a good another 10 years of doing some dumb shit you know or (laughs) like messing up so well we we mess up for our whole lives like we're always learning and evolving otherwise what are we doing so i think that i agree completely is that they well this is this is why i don't i don't believe he's done anything wrong and he's like being played like a fiddle um but what would be great is if we had that like father like son moment from rachel and it is like father like son he has done something wrong he has now had a have had a kid from another woman that he's just gonna disown and it does become like that and you know lucas should step back in and be like hey Look, look at what you're doing. Look at this journey. Does this not seem familiar? Are you going to come and kill me at some point in, you know, a high school I shouldn't be in? Um, And and kind of that would be the, like the, you know, never-ending story of their family history. History repeats. 
exactly. That that would actually be quite interesting if if we did follow that road. Like maybe not exactly the same as well, the you, first three seasons, but you, you, you know. haven't you can't listen and haven't been able to listen. And even if you could, I don't think you would listen, would you? But you <laughs> bastard. But the uh, we I <laughs> did how we would have written it for like season ten of One Tree Hill. That was basically my thing it was basically mm. my plot was to make history repeat itself um but in modern current day i got so i got so angry with that episode it was like really fun i did it with lex and michelle but my microphone when i had the same microphone as you uh like this one doesn't have the cables anymore like that but it the cable had popped out mm. and i didn't uh, realize uh, yeah. um uh, and not gonna throw shade on them but they could have told me but like because it sounded trash and then (laughs) they were like oh i thought it just sounded bad through zoom but would have sounded better on the whatever so it was picking up on my microphone from my laptop but i was really far away from it and the microphone in your laptop's nowhere near as good as like the proper microphones and so my microphone sounded like i was like underwater um (laughs) it really annoyed me so but when we finish obviously you and i can do that dom and do how we would have written it for yeah yeah yeah, exactly okay well well wait give us your nathan Haley predictions renee predictions all of that and then we've got to get into brooke julian and alex Oh and my god, Mouth and Millie. Mouth and Millie. We still got a bit of clay to are we are we done with clay? We sort of finished oh with him. Oh my god, or? breakfast burritos. Okay, go. <laughs> Predict us. Seventy year old women. Um yeah, Nathan and like uh it was good that we had the, the jumping back and forth. So we're doing the press conference, she's kind of lying next to Jamie and comforting him and stuff and there was all of that jumping around and movement with the episode as they were doing that. So that's that's good. So there's like passage of time. Um, but I think that's why we get the confusion of we don't know what time of day it is. We don't know when Renee has, you know, created that kind of answer phone message versus gone and written the phone number and the prison do- like glass and all of that. So it's, it's all a bit confusing about what time but of day it is. But we know the, the time of the call was three minutes past 2 p.m. Dom, I've talked to that. But, yeah, but we know the time of the call, <laughs> but we don't know the time of the visit and we don't know the time oh, right, of, okay. you know, this, that and the other. So we don't know, like, when the press conference is. We don't know when she's because then she's lying with Jamie, but then she's at the press conference, so it's like everything's jumping around. So I think that's the the point. It's a divide. All right, Claire. But but Dom, okay. but Dom, Dom, I want to know. <laughs> we all want to know what time was the call. Oh <laughs> my God, Claire, you told him twice. Do you know in the lot in the podcast episode we did before? We had this whole conversation that potentially is going to be edited out because it went to a, it went to an extreme place. But the uh, <laughs> pornography is where it went. It was okay, cool. Claire it went into yeah. pornography. Um, but not talking. It was a hot. Anyway, the but my <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> yeah, they have to edit out this one. I was saying to Dom that I couldn't remember this woman's face oh, this isn't to do with porn this is an actual woman's face from my life from 17 years ago her face is a blur to me and don was saying if that had happened to him he would still be able to remember his face you told him less than 60 <laughs> seconds ago the time of this phone call and he cannot remember it it was two <laughs> fuck you 235 in the afternoon maybe no. dom's a, a visual rememberer a visual so maybe remember. if i wrote it down he might remember it it was three, I, I, 
It was three minutes past two in the afternoon. I knew it had a two in it at some point. Oh, do you know what? I was going to say 2.03 and then I thought, was oh, it 3.02? So it just went quiet. And then I think because I said it in a weird way. So I should have just said 2.03 p.m. But I think I said... Yeah. Even it's past two. Don't blame yourself. I've been struggling yourself. to understand you the whole time. So. Oh my god! How dare you, Dom? I'm so sorry, Claire. And you don't need to apologise to him. He should apologise to you. I'm actually. I'm going to apologise to you that I didn't put his ball gagging today. That is my fault. It's on me. Colonel just doesn't exist anymore. That, that little bitch is hidden away. Come on, Colonel. Show yourself. <laughs> Claire, I do apologise. He's had too much wine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's pissed. <laughs> the colonel only comes out when he's needed, when it's really extreme. I need we're not. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Yes, three minutes past two. That's the time. <laughs> yes. I knew that all along. <laughs> okay, um, okay. But that's it. Yes. I don't really have... They'll do their press conference. They'll keep trying to prove it hasn't happened. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go in terms of if I'm right in my theory. I don't know if Rachel and Dan are going to be involved with Renee somehow. I think more likely Rachel. But we'll see. Okay. Claire, Mouth and Millie or Brooke and Julian? Well, Mouth and Millie. They could have all been avoided if she'd answered the phone call the week before. or if she, And then she could have just explained it all and he could have been happy for her. Obviously, he's feeling a bit threatened. She's gone off and done something without him. Um, and he's kind of lost his job because he's been um, a good friend to Nathan and having integrity. So, yeah, it's a bit of a... I felt a wee bit sorry for Mouth this time. And he was looking quite nice in his tight black... I think he's been working out a little bit. Um, well, yeah. Looking buff. Him, isn't he? Looking buff. Down there <laughs> logging tapes and lifting iron. <laughs> a couple of Who push-ups knows? in between. Yeah, he's, um, he's doing good. And the guy who's replaced them as the newsreader just seems terrible. I mean, yeah. he's got no charisma. But, um, yeah, that could have been avoided true it's true i i think that also from like a like story device and from a show perspective that mouth in the last season was kind of the bad guy right to millie by doing all the stuff he was doing with Gigi, and now it's like okay they've been good for a while let's flip the tables let's make millie the perpetrator to mouth being kind of the golden boy so to speak uh, so sense, yeah. it does put mouth into our sort of we're su- we're in his camp supporting him kind of um team so to speak but i i think that it kind of makes sense for both of their characters actually and it's a little bit more nuanced than i think maybe people might give it credit for in that of course, Mouth would be insecure about suddenly dating someone that's a model because he, we've seen him grow up in the first few seasons as someone that was never able to obtain those romances that he went for with the quote-unquote like popular pretty girls with with Brooke and Rachel and whatever. And he famously put bricks through their car windows <laughs> and things and whatever. So it makes sense that he would have some insecurities there. 
Uh, and then for Millie, it also makes sense that she would revel in suddenly maybe being seen as a model because she's someone that maybe felt like the old trope of she's got glasses on, take them off, and oh, look, she's amazing and beautiful. We never knew. Um, <laughs> so she maybe enjoying the attention or enjoying the relationship with Alex. So I think it kind of makes sense for both of their characters. And I think there's actually some quite good conflict. Like I quite like it. I don't like it. I'd rather they were getting along and happy, but I think it makes sense for both of them. Um, And I quite like, I said it on the last episode and I say it here again. I like the Alex and Millie dynamic and relationship. I really liked it when she's drinking the tequila and, Alex is drinking the limes and so that thing about the tequila now I know in America their shots are way bigger than our shots like if you get a shot in a bar here I think like it's just your standard 25 or maybe 50 they look like maybe 200 mil shots if you'd had four of them which she has four she seemed all right I'd be on the floor I'd be projectile vomiting on over Alex to be honest <laughs> well she doesn't wear any clothes anyway so she doesn't have yeah, to right. do the laundry <laughs> Yeah, easy wipes. She keeps the shower on all night, but that's unfortunate. There'll be no hot water, will there? So, yeah. I mean, what what do you guys think about the Mouth and Millie situation? Go on, Claire. Um, yeah, I think what you just said is really interesting. Point of that, yeah, he was a dick last season, and now it's her turn to 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 be that. Um, I do like the friendship as well with um Alex. Alex, yeah, they seem to to bond well together. Um, yeah, let's see, let's see how it progresses. Do you have a prediction for them, Dom? Um, well, I, like I think you know, there's a little bit of up and down, isn't there? But I, I think their relationship is probably becoming a little bit more genuine rather than like the the mouth being a dickhead for the last season. It's like. She went out for the night, got distracted, you know, sort of forgot to message or call him. Yeah, it's out of order, but, you know, people make mistakes and they do these things. But then she does it again at, like, lunchtime. She blows him off to go and sort of help out Alex or sort her out. Um, I do like the dynamic between Alex and Millie. I think there's there's some good, like, supporting of each other. Like, I'm trying to get into this world. You're trying to get into that world. We can kind of help each other do that in the right way. But Alex, I think, you know, like exactly like saying, Simon, like take the glasses off and you're beautiful. Alex turns around and goes like, oh, you know, you could just make me like you, you know, turn me into like this, this geeky girl that's, you know, wears these clothes or whatever. Um, uh, so I think there is. Yeah, it would have been funnier if she turned up on the doorstep wearing glasses. <laughs> With the glasses. Yeah. It was a bit of a dig. There's a dig at Millie, definitely. But, um, I think what would have been great is if Mouth had gone, like, if I wanted to date a model, I'd have dated a fucking model. I dated you because, you know, you're who you are. Like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need this shit, Millie, and, like, really kicked off so that we could proper hate him. But you kind of do feel sorry for him and you think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm kind of on his side a little bit. I'm fiddling with things, sorry. Uh, kind of on his side a little bit um, and want him to, to kind of just say, like, all you had to do was just text me and say you're going to be out or text me to say that you couldn't make lunch as well so that I didn't have to come all the way down here to be told by Brooke that, you know, I can't do this, that and the other and find out from Brooke that you want to be a model and then you then find out that I'm working in the sewer 
Um, <laughs> I loved all that. that. Alex says, Your boyfriend's but... called Marvin and he works <laughs> in yeah. a sewer. Well, he's called Marvin. <laughs> um, and there's just just a, a whole complication that, that didn't really need to exist. But I think tension between them is it seems to always be on and off. I thought they would be like the happiest little couple that just do their thing and crack on and get on with it. You've been working towards this for five years. Well, yeah, maybe not. I want to walk towards that. Fair enough. I support you. Go for it. Try something. But don't lose that opportunity you've got there as well. So kind of say to Brooke, I want to, I want to try the modelling, but I want to keep that as a as a side project as well. I want to be able to step back into that, um, and then like run with it, go with it. But I think it's the lifestyle that worries Mouth. She's going to be off and partying with all these people, and he's going to get forgotten about, like he did with Brooke and Rachel. He was never in the in the light for them, you know, in the limelight. I guess. Yeah, he's never. There we go. He's never number one. I think that's his thing. He feels like he's not yeah. valued and that he's been pushed down the pecking order. Um, okay. So last but not least is the Brooke, Julian and Alex situation. Uh, Brooke, <clears throat> Brooke is the episode starts with Brooke being uh, hiding the script that Julian and Alex is working on and Julian kind of playing her a bit of oh, sorry, good, good morning, Brooke Davis. You you look younger every day, you know, like knowing how to sort of play her, which I really is really endearing about his character, that he's so kind of smooth talking and self-aware, I guess, and aware of um, what's going on with her. And he's excited to work on this script with Alex, but Alex has been conditioned to feel like to get along in her career that she has to sleep her way through it uh like as in sleeping with producers or uh you know whoever and so she misconstrues what's going on here and is trying to seduce him really and she sort of does it with this kind of ditzy way about it oh these this you know i wore this when i uh auditioned for wonder woman and you know that kind of thing and oh this unrealistic that a woman would just like get naked and throw herself at the man she's like oh is it and she sort of goes to do it and he's just like what are you doing i thought you were serious i thought we were going to work together this is not what i'm into not happening sort of storms off tells brooke it's not happening and then brooke to her credit goes and tells alex hey you messed this up like he julian was excited yeah. To, yeah he was excited to work with you um and you just proved yourself to be exactly what we feared you might be uh but that then triggers in her for her to go and speak to julian and to make it up at the end and then we get the comedy beat of brooke coming in saying hey baby let's do this pulling off like her corset or whatever she was wearing and uh and alex was there corset you're laughing at corset it wasn't a corset. I, th- I think she just had a like a blazer on like a jacket but it popped no, it was like a, it was just oh, a top sh- a shabby top a shabby top Co- a strappy. Of oh strappy i was like shabby and i was like i think it looked all right quality claire i don't know I <laughs> she, she, she's a mess that brooke <laughs> she she was at asda's she got some gary barlow, gary barlow wine, wine. A, sh- a shabby top and then she just pops it open they were buttons actually she was like fuck it, it was only two pound Popped it open. <laughs> Bosh. Primani. <laughs> and then and there we go. Um Yeah. What do we think of them and all of this? 
Go on, Claire. Okay, so Alex being in her underwear just it's uncomfortable. Um, and if you've probably noticed that every episode since season seven started, there's always at least one or more characters that are either like topless or like they've always there's a lot of nudity I would say this season that is just unnecessary like Mm -hmm. I think in tv shows now you get less of that you get more physical attraction stuff like you actually see more sex on telly now whereas I think back then when these shows were out like 90210 the new one was out at this time I just it was all girls in their underwear like girls gone wild sort of type thing it's just it's unnecessary really um but yeah I think Julian does a great job of like kind of avoiding her and like says right I'm out this isn't for me um as you said she's been conditioned into that of like she's having to sleep her way um that's the only way guys take her seriously or that's the only way then she'll get what she wants um and Brooke I mean as you said as well he knows how to manage Brooke in the morning like he knows what to say to her she is a bit of a princess and she needs to be treated a certain way Brooke didn't really have much to do in this episode really apart from worry about alex it's true very true and and yeah well well put and i think it does feel very mark schwann isms in this season in particular although i don't um, well so the, the the underwear thing i know like obviously mark schwann is what he is and horrible but i have been re-watching like gossip girl and like the oc and i think that was josh schwartz now i don't know his backstory um i don't but the, I think just a lot of the shows that were being made at that time, that was what they thought the audience wanted. Mm. But yeah, I marked one as well as, yeah. Well, and we, I, I totally agree. And we've commented on this in that it's like they're confused of who their audience is because Dom and I, a part of Dom and I doing this podcast is because we know that we're in uh, like a bit of a minority of male viewers watching this show. And that's hopefully why would like to think it's a bit more of a unique perspective on the show and obviously not only that also it's dom's first time watching it uh so it's like who who are you doing this for that's making horrible generalizations that you know obviously you know different all different types of people can enjoy women in their underwear but i just mean it's also not the it's not the sort of it just feels inappropriate now yes and like you're saying with if you had a sex scene in a in a show now it'd probably be way more graphic but it would just be contained to that scene yeah it would actually make the story it's actually part of the story rather than her just being in her pants all the time (laughs) right exactly the word pants really makes me laugh like just like (laughs) effany says it all of the time she's just like I don't know what she was saying. She'd just be like, oh, you know, where are your pants? I like boxes. They're boxes. I don't wear pants. Like, I'm not like a five-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> And actually, for the American listeners, pants is trousers, isn't it? So, I mean, underpants, yeah. Yeah. Dom, how do you feel about the word pants? Yeah, t- let's take that out. <laughs> remove, remove it from our lexicon completely. <laughs> Uh, Dom, do you have any thoughts on Alex, Julian, Brooke? Uh, and what's your prediction? Give us your prediction after your thoughts. I think Julian is proving the women in the jail cell wrong. I think I think that's kind of Julian's device, is that he's the stand-up decent guy. He'll do the right thing. And I hope it stays that way. 
Um, because at the moment he's like very much like, Brooke, my, all my attention is on you. I care about you. I love you. This is just a job opportunity, like a work opportunity. I'm quite excited about this. So I want to pursue it. Goes to do it. Realize Brooke's right because she's throwing herself at him. And he's very quick to go wear clothes, wear this, wear that. He does say some awkward things though. Like, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but put go and put your clothes on sort of thing. It's like, well, why can't you believe you're saying it? So there's, only, there's moments like that that I think are, that are a little bit weird, but uh, you know, okay, I understand it. Um, he, he's got this, you know, young, attractive thing throwing herself at him. So, you know, and okay, famous fine. and famous. I and guess famous, we're meant yeah. to be like, oh, imagine well not on the same level imagine like cameron diaz is in front of you and like you know i i, I don't know who would a like for like for her be um i mean maybe it would be like a real life sophia bush kind of level of fame actually and be <laughs> like okay i can't believe i'm saying this but please but yes i understand what you're saying get dressed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He, he he pushes her back and then he's like this isn't gonna work you know you've you totally ruined this brooke does do the right thing goes and says you had the one opportunity to sort yourself out and to become something um other than what everybody says or thinks you are um and you haven't done that and you failed and you know and then she takes the cheesecake and it's just like stupid and he's like i've ordered another one like it fine um i i, th- I think the Victoria, edge of saying, um, you know, you've got to watch out for girls like her, is going to continuously play on Brooke's mind because she, she doesn't let things go easily. Um, and there'll be harmless things that are happening between Julian and Alex that Brooke's going to find difficult because she always does. And then it will come down to a little bit of an argument and Julian will say in the softest, sweetest voice, it's okay, I love you, and that's, that's all that matters, and then that's it. And it will sort it out, and she'll be like, oh, okay, I'm happy again. Does he have a lisp? Yeah, yeah, you know this. We talk about this all the time, mate, all the time. <laughs> and it's the wine, it's the wine. Battered, <laughs> mate, you are battered. <laughs> Off your fucking nut. <laughs> My memory is getting so bad, so bad. Like, I'm concerned about... Anyway, okay. Good. Well, anything we've missed, we'll hit on in our judgments. But first, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And how could you not? Then check us out, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But yet, Claire, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. You can find our Patreon there. All of the bonus content. There's loads of stuff that people... We don't ever really mention, but like road trip videos that Dom and I have done, uh, an opening of like merch and Dan Scott jackets and all kinds of crazy things from early on in in uh, in the run of the podcast, as well as links to every single watch along that we've ever done, and all of them are like an hour and a half or more, least, you know, yeah. long, and um, so they're all there, so you can get involved um but if not rate review subscribe you can support for free um but even just you listening right now we really appreciate it so thank you uh, claire who was your favorite performer of this episode performer i picked ha- performer i picked Haley. um generally because there was a lot of times where she's not actually saying any dialogue it's just all on her face so like when she's lying in bed with jamie you can tell like what she's thinking um there was other times i can't remember i did write some things down but there was a lot of times where, like in the jail as well we just listened to 
that pretty woman. Um, she's just doing a lot of thinking. And Quinn, she was having conversations with Quinn, and you could just tell she's deep in thought and exactly what she's thinking. She's not even saying anything. And she had a lot to deal with throughout the whole episode, and she had to wear a laundry bag. So, yeah, giving it to Hayley as a performer. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. And Dom? Uh, yeah, I actually struggled with this. I didn't like, I write down kind of all my judgments, but it's the only one that's blank on my list that I really wasn't sure who to pick. Sometimes that's a sign of a good episode and, and good acting, and sometimes it's a sign of a, a bad episode. Um, but no, I think I think there's some good performances in there. I think, um, I don't know his name, but the guy that played Clay did well. Uh, the guy that plays Julian obviously did well. And yeah, I think I'll join Claire and pick Bethany Joy Lenz for favorite oh, yeah. performer for all the, all the same reasons. So yeah, what about you, Simon? Yeah, I also thought Bethany Joy Lenz as well. I thought uh she probably had the biggest range of emotions that she had to do um and she always does well i think we've always commented and everybody comments on that she is a really good uh a really good actor and uh rihanna friend of the podcast uh sent me a list of like the great the highest rated hallmark movies of all time and the one that Bethany Joy Lenz is the lead of is the number one rated. Wow. So I was saying to her, we'll have to watch that one next year. Uh, oh, Joy. <laughs> Literally. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best chance you've got of it being good. They do 40 a year. So there must be oh, like thousands. <laughs> but yeah. Claire, who is your favorite character of the episode? I picked Julian. Um, I just thought, again, when I was talking about the fact that he had to kind of navigate that situation with um, Alex and the way he is with Brooke, I also love that he loves Grease too, one of my favourite guilty guilty pleasures. Um, So, yeah, big big love to Julian. (laughs) Excellent. And Dom? Again, this is one I struggled with, and I'll I'll prove it on my notes. It says Julian or Hayley, question mark, question mark. I couldn't pick between them. I thought they they both did a, a pretty solid and decent job, like Julian, for exactly the same reasons that uh, Claire just mentioned. And, and I mean, you mentioned all the Haley ones as well. So I, I'll double up with Claire and I think I'll pick Julian as well because I, I think he did have a, a solid episode and uh, he's been a standout character for me kind of since he appeared. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll stick with that and go with Julian. What about you, Simon? I also went with Julian. Uh, I think, yeah, he really showed integrity in in those moments. Um, Not just like, oh, okay, yeah, of course, you should be faithful. Um, But he also was, he was just kind of like a stand-up guy about it. And he showed that he's just not about that. Like, he could have continued to still work with her, even though, and and said no. But he was just like, no, this is just not what I'm about. Um, So, yeah, I respect that. What about your favourite background performer? One line or less? So this person had no lines. They were the guy who was delivering the cheesecake to Alex. Um, and Brooke was there. And the poor guy looked terrified of Brooke. So I thought um, thought it was quite good. Excellent choice. And Dom? Uh, I was tempted to pick the guy at the airport like the flight instructor but i picked the guy that forgot to order the licorice I can i have him do it bastard i was gonna say so can i go first because i know you're gonna take <laughs> my guy it doesn't, i mean you mentioned it on the watch along but he was you, you know you said but you they, said first at the watch along last week to be fair did, so i think did you watch the watch along back 
No, I just remember. You just remembered that. Okay, I don't. I don't log into Patreon. <laughs> I don't even know how. <laughs> I honestly never log into it because I'm scared of everyone on there. Okay. Oh, <laughs> good. Good. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, good memory. And yes, that was also my guy too. He forgot. And Dan had the red licorice or whatever it was at the end. So it was a nice mm-hmm. touch. Um. Okay. What about your favorite line, Claire? Um, it was a brook line and it was to Mouth when he came in looking for Millie and she said, get a shovel and help her get rid of the body. Yeah, good line. And Dom? Uh, I picked Nathan to Clay. Uh, I need your head in the game and not up Quinn's skirt. <laughs> I'll stick with that one. <laughs> and you, Sly? Uh, we didn't mention it on the podcast, but uh, I, I was surprised at this joke. Like, it made it into One Tree Hill, but when... Um, Mia said to Chase, um, oh, good to know. I come before gas. And Chase <laughs> said, that normally is what happens or something like that. Uh, I was like, oh, that's quite a, uh, a blue joke for One Tree Hill. So, uh, there was a vibrator joke in there as yeah. well. Yeah. It's definitely there more was. adult, adult themed, isn't it? Season seven yeah. is definitely, the, um, upped or sexual ante. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about Clay's mobile phone, saying it vibrates yeah. more than only one thing in her... that vibrates that much, or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But naughty. Hey Zeus. Hey Zeus. Um, <laughs> about your favourite song, Claire? Struggled. Um, I didn't know any of them. I don't think there was that many, so I went with your friend John Nordstrom and his. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Not just friend, patron. Um, (laughs) fellow raven but yes okay good choice great choice dom uh there was a song being played at the end uh that was kind of over the top of the press conference and the stuff going on with Haley and nathan and it was called deeper side of you by philip larue at the end of the episode so i went with that and you simon didn't even know there was music in this episode (laughs) didn't he wasn't even aware in the series (laughs) so john Nordstrom, I agree, is with Wins you. Again. The Squeaky Voice podcast, they're all about music. It's like the one thing I know uh, is that they're all about the music. Shame they're not about the listeners. I'm sorry, moving Lol. on. <laughs> Are they still running now? Yes or no? I think so. I don't I don't really check, but sometimes <laughs> like I get suggested on Instagram like things and I'm like, oh okay, it's still going. But it must be really hard to just be so far in the dust of a superior podcast. It really must. I mean I wouldn't know what that feels like, would you, Dom? Nope. No idea. We're just so far ahead of these people. So All I can see ahead of me is drama queens. But even then, even then, <laughs> we're like level. They're next to us. <laughs> so actually, a bit on drama queens. So I'm quite behind. I'm on like season five, but I know on the watch along, and somebody might have mentioned this already in the chat that I don't get to see. But remember when the when they're in the jail, you were like, "Oh, is that the same girl from before when um, she was getting attacked by Crazy Derek?" Did someone tell you who that woman is? Because I know you were like, oh, we can maybe get her for the podcast. So no. from Drama Queens, they were saying that she used to be the stand-in for Hillary. And then, mm-hmm. so she would have a lot of stories, but I don't know if she would share any of them. So she was the stand-in, mm-hmm. and then eventually Hillary would say to her, 
look or say to the cast, why don't we just have her do the part? So I think that's why she's in a few different roles throughout the season. Ah, I'm definitely going to look her up. She's definitely like, that's the sort of person. I Yeah, I said on the watch long, this is the sort of person we need. Like, they're not going to get on Drama Queens and they have as equal a story to tell. So they you think so. Like the Narion one we did quite early on where I had a He's sleeping great. baby next to me. Uh, I'm in the dark and we did it really early in the morning, if I seem to remember. Um, for how did that work? I don't know. But yeah, we yeah his stories were great. So yeah, I'm gonna get on that for sure. But last but not least is the precious, precious rating. Claire, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yes, I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? It stayed the same. Dom, same questions. Uh, how do numbers stay the same? And Simon, same questions. <laughs> Oh, I'm going between two different numbers. Ooh. I'm going to go with the higher one to be positive. Claire, <laughs> make Claire complimented positive. my voice tonight. I've got over a childhood trauma. I'm in like a positive state. Let's go positive. We'll say then. We'll say, yeah, the wine is in the Graham Norton. No, this isn't Graham Norton. We'll say it together after three. One, two, three. Eight. Seven. Seven. Oh, so for clarity, Dom was a seven, I was a seven, Claire was an eight. Claire, tell us why it's an eight. See if you can convince us. Basically, the the end of it, the last kind of ten minutes, so the, all the press conference stuff with Nathan. Every time he would say a line, it would go to like it would cut to a scene, very One Tree Hill style of like whatever he said in that line is going on in the scene, um, and then just the end with the kind of evil Dan with his red vine in his mouth. I just think. <laughs> Well, this is a question for you, Dom. After you watched that episode, did you want to watch the next one right away? That's a great question because I, I gave I gave the last episode a seven on the fact that it was building up to something. And I'm giving this episode a seven because it's building up to something. So I do kind of want to watch the next episode. But I almost kind of think maybe the next episode is like the eight or nine of the mm-hmm. season. So that's that's why I sort of stuck with my, my guns at seven on this one. Okay, so sure. I went with the eight because I thought, well, it leaves you wanting more. You've got Dan in there. Um, mm. Yeah, the yeah. Eight. But I could go to a seven, but I, yeah. I'll happily what, go to what do you an think, eight, Simon? Claire. I'll go to an eight. I'm on a good vibe. Also, if anyone's <laughs> listening, Ashley, I'm probably talking to you. You've done it in the past. But I got behind on the ratings on Patreon. We have like the, you know, every episode rating. It's pinned at the top, Ashley. Ashley, I'm not just speaking to you, but to somebody. Would somebody like to message me the, the ratings that I've missed? I, I think I stopped um somewhere towards mid-season six. I'm not sure, but... If you don't, if no one if no one messages me within three weeks, I will do it myself. But I'll give this a three week window. If you do do it, then we will spend at least five minutes talking about how wonderful you are on the podcast. You you a, you won't be the tongs be a, of the podcast, but you will become <laughs> something. It's got to be a pigeon out there. It's got nothing better to do, surely. <laughs> But they won't hear this for another two weeks' time. So they have yeah, but you gave them three. So they've got a week to crack on, haven't they? So Ravens, you have, not it? Um, <laughs> I'll go to an eight with you, Claire. No problem. Dom, can we interest you in an eight? <laughs> it's a compelling argument 
but that means that the next one would have to be a nine if it's a good episode. Oh. And it do- I hope it doesn't disappoint. Or the big, the big double <laughs> digits. <laughs> well, what well, if we say eight then, Dom? And if, after watching tonight's one, you want a recount, we can um, revisit. Oh, I don't know if that's ever been done before. <laughs> but I like You got that. balls of brass or whatever it was called. <laughs> Bold as brass, but balls will do. <laughs> I like okay. it. Okay. Well, I'm next willing, time you I'm come on, to to next time Claire comes on, we can debate whether we have to retrospectively let Ashley know to change the scores, you know? Okay. But, like, Claire doesn't even have an episode for season eight. Are they all yet. taken up? No. Okay. I, I, we've got gaps for this season if you want to come on again. Yeah, maybe closer to the end then. Maybe that episode that I did for him. <laughs> we got yeah, 13 and 14. 13, 13 and 14. 14 are free. They're a bit too soon, though. I've just been on. What, what about later? <laughs> you can't have too much of us, Dom. Drive Everything else is... Well, I think too much of me, but yeah. You're <laughs> great, Claire. You're really great to podcast. No, with. okay, we'll put number 14, maybe. Let's put that... Because when will that be? Will that be, like, March? I gotta take two weeks off because my house is having a renovation, so it will be longer than you'd think. So it'll well, be in like ele- eleven or twelve weeks, perhaps. Okay, so that's right. That'd be that's good time. So put me down for fourteen. I've no idea what's happening, but yeah, let's go fourteen. The I'll next hoodie Claire. should the next hoodie should be out by then. So yeah, <laughs> hand delivered. Um, yeah, quick question then, because I know you're talking about going to Paris. What kind of stage are you going to be at in One Tree Hill? He's going to be so drunk. So drunk. <laughs> That's the, the place of wine at. and cheese. I'll just be yeah. drunk and fed. Yeah, drunk and filling up his arteries with all just sorts. Dribbling <laughs> on Paul Johansson's shoulder. Um, it's a great question. Well, it's in September, so we'll be in season eight by that point. Um but yeah, I don't know. They're not. They're not. They're not emailing me back, Claire. I emailed <laughs> them. I, I emailed them. I've DM'd them. I've also tried to like probe them through like story, like putting them on the Instagram story. Like, hey, we should come out and do whatever. Because Dom and I would pay for ourselves to get there, accommodation, all of that stuff. We'd would even pay tickets to get in. Dom will. He's shaking his head. He will. We'd pay for ourselves to get in. We'd pay tickets. We just want to be able to interview people and just, you know, podcast and whatever. Um, and we were saying we'll promo them on all the episodes and whatever. Couple on the podcast, yeah. It actually hurts my feelings a little bit. Just more in that, like, I know that all love to Liz and Michelle friends personal friends but they got different treatment like they were like allowed in they could podcast they do interviews with all of the cast like at, at the conventions it's like what's wrong with us <laughs> we're too intimidating i just like come on <laughs> we put so much heart into one tree hill <laughs> spent so much time talking about it just let us give us a go but heart. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yes, uh, but yeah. Would you go over to Paris, Claire? I probably would. Okay. See, now it's like we're bringing it. We're bringing an entourage. Like, I also like cheese and wine, and it's it's quicker to get to Paris than it is for me to go back to Scotland. So, 
Right. So we'll go to Paris. We'll get pissed and have some cheese sandwiches. <laughs> a cheese baguette. Cheese yeah. baguette. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we've made them wait for like half an hour. So I guess we really should bad. wrap this one up. But we'll call this one an eight. Claire, you've been wonderful as always. I really enjoy podcasting with you. I know that Don will momentarily say the same. Uh, but yeah, we look forward to the next one. And yeah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yep. you've been brilliant like you were before and you will be again and i'm already looking forward to episode 14 can't wait so yeah hopefully we haven't got a back and forth saga of issues with royal mail uh, at the same time but you never know that it makes it entertaining as well so yeah we'll keep trying to keep that yeah. and also i'm looking forward to watching the watch along after because um Ooh. yeah Oh, are, you stick, are you sticking with us? Is that what no, you're saying? No, well, I'm going to have to watch it because it's late for me. Oh, yeah, that's right. We <laughs> it's had late for me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like forced into this, Claire. But no, thanks so much for joining well, and we appreciate it. Yeah, Wait, thanks for having me. Us. Wait, Claire, don't oh. go anywhere. Oh, We've got to yeah. do the Ravens chant. So oh, what, yeah. what do you want Dom to do? Why does everyone forget? We've done it 140 times. I don't times. know if it's something that he's starting to continue on. <laughs> Give him I think the guests always find it really hard to think something. But anyway, I did think because of Mia's very good impression of um, Miranda, I would like you to do it in a Miranda impression. Okay, is it is it is it a little bit like that? Is it? Is it yes, it's very quite posh. Yes, yeah. quite deep posh, like uh, like stuck up and like love myself, kind of very soulburn, like made in Chelsea. I don't know why I have to do this as well. Like sort of touch myself on the, the centre of my chest and be like uh, and that's how I'm going to talk so we'll get like we're, like have you could you go and find Haley because she's like obviously lost somewhere she hasn't turned up today but we're going to do Ravens on 3 in the meantime so are you ready? oh yes of course you yeah. are like, you, you have to be ready when I'm nearby so uh, Ravens on 3 1 2 and uh, 3 Ravens Ravens I love Ravens <laughs> <laughs>